With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Steel Curtain Network. What's up, Steeler fans, and welcome back to another Thursday episode of the Steelers Preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, joined by Brian Davis and Dave Schofield. Brian, what's up? Hey, I guess the season is officially over now, it and uh, it's all over. But the uh, the Swifties and the uh, and the uh, talk of what went wrong in San Francisco. But hey, that's all going to lead to. Uh, People running around out there that uh, we could, everybody can throw up rumors out to say, oh, they look good in black and gold. That's true. Dave Schofield, welcome to the show. Hey, it's good to be here. Happy that everybody is in off-season mood now. It just feels sure. different. Yes. All right. Let's get things started. I want to talk about something that happened a few days ago, but I wanted to get y'all's take on it. Some might call it the curious case of Presley Harvin. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good title. We should have titled the show that. But yeah. anyways... The, the three players that were cut, and that's been talked about on all of our evening shows, live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. And I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but there's only one that has me going, I don't know what happened. What is going on? And it's Presley Harvin. Like Dave, you said this on your Stat Geek podcast. He saved them hardly any money. After displacement, it's going to be like, what, $90,000? Wasn't yeah. that what you said this morning, I think? It's something like that. I, I I don't get it. I just don't get it. something happened. I don't know what, maybe we'll find out someday. Maybe we won't. But Brian, when you found out the big press was no longer a member of the Steelers, what was your reaction? My reaction was that kind of just frees up any kind of controversy because Dave Schofield always has, he, he always does that. When I bring his name up, he like listens like, like oh, he's going to talk about me. <laughs> oh, what did I say? What's going to be held against me? Dave Schofield has this, <laughs> has this Presley Harvin III philosophy, and if I'm stepping on your toes, I apologize, yeah. that he is going to wow you when the weather's nice in preseason and in training camp, and you're going to think you've got this great guy, 
And I think that they they expect that and they know that. And then they feel stuck in the regular season and they're just cutting their losses at this point and saying, all right, we'll just do it now. We're going to start fresh. Obviously, they have their eyes on either some free agent punters out there or they know what they can do um, as far as bringing somebody else in, you know, as an undrafted free agent. Because remember, I, I might screw up his name and it's either Brandon or Braden, but his last name is Man. And he wasn't that bad for the Philadelphia Eagles. And there was a coin toss at the end of last year. And well, um, if you played spin the bottle, they it went on and they kissed Presley Harvin one more time. Hell, Brad Wing wasn't that bad when uh big Come on, Hurt, just stop taking everything from me to ah, say. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> go ahead. What was so your well, take first, on Big Press? I'm gonna say, well, first of all, you know, I think we're gonna see the wingman back. We can't see him yet because he signed for the UFL. UFL. Yeah. So hey, tell them go kick there. Show us what you got. As long as everything goes good, we want you right back here in black and gold. That's why those guys don't sign futures contracts. So they can play there. If they sign a futures contract, they can't. That's the difference. So for some of these players, that was smart. Okay. There are plenty of other options out there they could have. But what I think happened here, Jefferson, is I think we have some members of the Pittsburgh Steelers front office that love to check out steelcurtnetwork.com and they're getting ready to announce these cuts. They just so happen to check out the exit interviews article that had just come out there on, on, on that day that was about one Christian Kuntz and Presley Harvin. And what did I say? The Steelers need to write themselves a note. Like, like Ted made Barney Stinson do to tell him why he didn't like Robin. So wherever he wanted to go back with Robin again, he wouldn't know why. Um, for those of you that can get the How I Met Your Mother reference. Write yourself a note to say, this is what Presley Harvin did at the end of the season. He did it the year before. Don't get wowed by him again. Exactly what Brian was saying that I said. So what was the best note they could leave themselves? One that signed off his release. Uh, none of these moves were because of salary cap. Yes, Chuksakora 4 did save you a significant chunk of change on the salary cap. But all three of these moves were players that the Steelers needed to move on from if they were going to, and they figured, why not do it now? Give them a chance to be a street free agent, which is an advantage because you don't have to wait until March 11th to sign as a street free agent. Those guys could sign somewhere else right now. Yeah. Remember, that's how Miles Jack ended up with the Steelers in the first place. He was a street free agent. He, he could sign before the league year started. So they're kind of doing them a favor, but these were just guys that they knew they weren't going to going to have next year. So the Steelers made the decision that they needed to go somewhere else, do something else at punter. Even if they don't have that answer right now, they knew it needed to be different. So I'll put, bring the super chat up here quickly before we uh, move on. So Russell uh, Swartz gives us $5. Thank you very much, by the way. He said, Matt Ariza, bring the kid in. That's the, the punt god, I believe is what they call. He calls himself maybe. Mm -hmm. He's a good punter. Obviously has a semi-sorted past even though he's been claimed innocent of all charges i'm not getting into all that really yeah. i'm not right now and uh that's that's going to be an option if the Steelers want to go down that road i will say this though this is where i am now is this a sign of the way the Steelers are going to be doing business now compared to what they used to do they would never make this move before and the really the reason why is 
he's a drafted player. He's not going to save you a lot of money. Bring him into camp. You have 90 players on the offseason roster. It's not like he's taking up one valuable spot like on the 53. And you would bring in competition and may the best punter win. I, it just doesn't add up to me. It, it screams like, and I'm not going to say, I, I hate saying this. It screams of something like Stefan to it where Stefan to had something tragic happen in his life. And we know Presley Harvin did have something tragic happen in his life last season, not this past season the year before when his, he had two family members pass away in like the course of a month or so, but it was like he came back weeks. this past. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was, it was very short amount of time. He comes back and I don't know it. Maybe he said, I want, I want, maybe he said, I'm done. Maybe he said, I don't want to play football anymore. Maybe he said, I'm just, I'm done with this organization. I don't want to be here. I don't know. There's just something fishy about this. Like you said, Dave, the other two, I felt the writing was on the wall. Chooks, Mitch, yeah. See you later. Go ahead, Brian. What are you going to say? You know what? I want to say something about punting in Pittsburgh. And when you think of recent National Football League punters, who's the most confident, who's the cockiest that you can think of? I'm not talking about a Pittsburgh Steeler. Right now? Matt, not <laughs> not current, but yeah, <laughs> he makes a lot of waves right now. Yeah. He's the uh, Pat McAfee and Pat McAfee's a Pittsburgh guy. He's uh he's from Plum and his quote either yesterday or today was punting in Pittsburgh is tough. I wouldn't want to do it. That doesn't sound like something that Pat McAfee usually says if it wasn't a really tough place to punt as well. So it's really interesting, but I, I go back to the Dave theory and I just call it the fool's gold story. The theory you you feel like you've got fool's gold um, in August and September, and you just are looking like a fool. No, it's it's a good it's a good valid point. I, I do want to transition from this talking point into the topic of the today's episode, which is I want you all to predict what is next on the offseason to do list. I think there's a couple avenues where the Steelers could go next. Not that they're only going to go down one and not the other. I think they could add to the coaching staff still. I, I don't, I'm oh, not yeah. sold on them being done that they could add coaches, whether it's an assistant, maybe it's bringing Mike Sullivan back in some type of advisory role. I don't know. They also could be releasing more players as the league year approaches salary cap purposes. Dave, do you want to go first on this one? Where do you think oh, they're going to go next? I, would, I was just going to throw out a number there because we talked about it on Scobro. Steelers currently, because Mike Sullivan's still on the website, the Steelers have right. two quarterback coaches. The Steelers currently have nine offensive coaches to six defensive coaches. Just remember that. 15 total coaches, which I think last year, didn't they have no, 19? It's not counting Mike Tomlin. Oh, okay, it's not okay. counting special teams. I'm All just right. saying if you go on their website and count the numbers, including the coordinators, there's nine on offense, only six on defense. That seems a little bit light on defense right now. Okay. Very good. So, Dave, do you just want to answer it first? Where do you think they're going to go next? Oh, what was that? Oh. On the to-do list, the offseason <laughs> to-do to -do list. list. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, whether I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell the Steelers what their answer is, but to me, you've got to do something with Allen Robinson's contract. Whether you're releasing Allen Robinson, whether you are redoing, but I mean, to me, you would have to redo that deal because you can't even take his $10 million base salary and say, oh, let's give that to you as a signing bonus minus the the league minimum. That's too much unless you wanted to sign him for five years. And why do you want to sign someone that age for five years? So something's going to be done there. It could maybe be like, hey, we'll do it. We'll give you this much. We'll 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 roll this into the next year and blah, blah, blah. But 
something's going to be done there, whether they release him or redo that. Um, I'm fine with whatever they do, but just because they have some some of these questions with these contracts, that's that's the one that jumps out more. Uh, you got to Patrick Peterson's another one. Just well, some of those talk, guys. Let's, let's yeah. pause and talk about Alan A. Rob first. Let's talk about Alan Robinson's contract first. Dave, do you know he's what ten million? They would say 10, 10 million is his base salary. Okay, so they wouldn't okay. save. 10. So he's at like a his salary cap hit, of course, includes the dead money from his signing bonus last year. So it's at 11, 9, 17, 500. So that's what they would save. No, so they would save 10 million. Got it. Because okay, they have the 1,917,500 yeah. in dead money. To me, Allen Robinson gets the William Jackson the third treatment. It, this is a very similar situation. Do you remember when they got uh, William Jackson the third in a trade? He was going to be due some a, a crazy number. And we all said, hey, you cut him because you need the cap space. And then if you want to re-sign him, sign him back. I don't think William Jackson even played in the NFL last year. But Brian, I'll throw it to you. How are you handing, handling Allen Robinson? He didn't have that great of a season to me. Yeah, you know, the great season that Allen Robinson had happened uh, indoors. And I'm not talking indoor stadiums. I'm talking in locker rooms. That's probably on practice fields and practice bubbles. That's where he was most valuable. Um, but we're now in a new NFL day and age where you can't, you just can't keep that because there are other guys to bring in. There's money to have. It was now. I love everybody that says worst trade ever. You know, worst for you. No, it worked. It did he have a great year? No, but it was they were still better off bringing the guy in. It didn't hurt him. In fact, I think it might have helped. Um, you might disagree with me on uh, on the demeanor of some of the other wide receivers, but I really think he was a positive influence on that wide receiver room. I shudder to think what it would be without him, actually. But going forward, I I think they would be fine, and you know. Uh, Parting is such uh, such sorrow sometimes, but you know it's a business, and they're going to have to do the uh, William Jackson, the WJ three treatment on Allen Robinson. And I, I really liked him, and I have no problem with them bringing him in. But now you've got to you've got to just uh, make some room. Yeah, Dave, what do you do? You want to add anything about Allen Robinson? Well, it's just. Yeah, you'd like to have something where you get more production, but really what it's all about is how Allen Robinson fit last year versus how he could fit this year if they want to bring him back at a much reduced rate or not. That's really more for the Steelers to decide. I mean, we could sit here and argue about if he is or if he isn't. Really, it doesn't. It's really what they feel. I wouldn't be torn up if they decided, oh, we, you know, we'll have him back for a cheap deal. But then again, at the same time, he, he might not even, you know, win the job at camp or, or, or whatnot. Uh, he's getting up there. I'm trying to remember how old he is exactly. Um, so it just you can't have that contract going into next year. You just can't. I believe he's 33, but I need That's to check out. That's what yeah. I thought. Brian, your take now on what the next thing on the Steelers to-do list is. You know, I, I think it is to do a lot of internal things actually be fairly quiet on everything that you're doing uh this is this is the part of the season where we really don't need to know 
But if you're doing anything, it's going to be with coaching. It is going to be uh, cleaning up those contracts and making room for the uh, the whole free agency period, which is less than a month away now. It's uh, what three and a half weeks off. Is that the official oh, the, mark? Well, the tenth. The, the, is it the tenth? No, the eleventh is when they can start tampering. And then, and then the we're at noon on can... Monday, March eleventh. Yeah. So we're on the fifteenth. So we're looking at about three yeah, and a half. Weeks. We're less than a month. So the the next thing to do is have Sheldon White and a Dan Colbert and everybody else get ready for this combine and look at that, and then have the other department, uh, Sheldon's other department, go and look at uh, who they're going to be uh, courting when that tampering period begins. You know, so I think that's what they need to do. Any moves are going to be, like I said, snipping and, uh, you know, maybe adding some extra pieces in the coaching staff. Yeah, I, I can't I can't disagree with that because really the coaching staff, like Dave mentioned, there's just not a lot of them. And even though they like a small staff, they're still going to have to fill out some people. Go ahead, Brian. And one thing it does not include is making a trade for Justin Fields. I'm going to quote Will Smith. I'm going to quote Will Smith and say, take Justin Fields' name out of your mouth. Because, guys, I, I love this. I, I'm reading all this stuff. Even Colin Coward's in the mix now. Why Fields doesn't fit. Then somebody else nationally is why Fields fits. Fields is not coming. Art it's, Rooney, too, said. We're, they're not going to – they're not – It's all about that. betting odds because the because the betting odds are, are the top odds for him to be in Pittsburgh. I want to know I, what the top odds are also for Russell Wilson to be in Pittsburgh. That's they why happen. they can't both happen. It, it's uh, so what you're, you're talking betting odds and moving money. That's when your all, phone that, rings about rumors. Yeah. Look to see if it's a four, one, two or a seven, two, four or mm. somebody from steel curtain network. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Jeff, I'm we need not, to be on that. We need to find out more about that one. I'm not going to take a hard stance and say that they they won't trade for a quarterback or if it's yeah. Justin Fields, whatever, based on the fact that I think the Steelers, from what we've heard, Brian, is that they're leaving their options open. Yeah. And they're not about to just say, well, it's going to be Kenny Pickett this year. I mean, do I think they're going to trade for Justin Fields? No, because I think the Bears are going to be asking for too much. Would they want to bring in Justin Fields if the price is right? I think they'd entertain it. I absolutely think they would entertain it. But at the same time, a lot of things have to happen before that. And the, I don't want to go down this come road. On, too come far. on, Brian brought it up. I, I, I will at least say something. But the I'll 50 shave option, my head. The 50-year okay. option is hanging show. over. Yeah. Oh, I'll sh shave my head on this show <laughs> while, while eating five gallons of ice cream and downing vodka. All on I'll this say is, show. Hold on, no, that's fine. All I'll say is this, though, Brian. In 2019, I wrote an article – this was at our old stomping grounds about how Minka Fitzpatrick was pissed off and maybe the Steelers could make a move. And people said the same damn thing about there's no way, never going to happen. And what happens? They traded oh, a first I, round yeah, draft. I, I, I would never go as far as Brian. So I, I I'm agree never with going to say, especially with Omar Khan and Andy Wido at the helm, I'm not going to say we have seen since a Omar Khan took over – since yeah, after which by the way, happy birthday, happy after. birthday, Afton. Um, yeah, Yay, I didn't know that. <laughs> since since he's come on board, Omar Khan is the GM. Things have been done and handled differently. You and think Kevin Colbert was trading 
Chase Claypool? No. That was his second round pick. He's not trading Chase Claypool. I'm just saying these things that have happened, and I'm not saying that I have any inside information that Brian doesn't know. We we know the same stuff. What I'm saying is, is that I'm not about to make a super hard stance here uh, when, when we have heard that the Steelers are going to keep their options open. And I think that's all yeah. options. Uh, my I, turn. My turn. My turn. Go ahead, Dave. Okay. I would not take a hard stance like Brian that it's not going to happen. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't like the idea of it. I had a big-time Bears fan um, who I hadn't talked to in several years text me out of the blue yesterday and wanted to know about Justin Fields coming to Pittsburgh. And what <laughs> I'm like, and I'm just like, no. And he's like, really? I'm like, could they do it? Yeah, I just don't want them to. And here's why I don't want them to. I just don't think it's a very good situation. And first of all, I try to say, uh, you all think if you all think so highly of Justin Fields, then keep him. Okay. My thing is, he's got one year left before a fifth year option. Do you want to shell out about $22 million for year number two when he hasn't taken a snap for your franchise? Okay. Can I we, would can we... say, I would say no. I have a question before you go any further. Uh huh. Would the Steelers, so let's say any team that trades, let's say it's Atlanta. Let's go with Atlanta because Atlanta is supposedly interested as well. Let's say Atlanta makes the trade and that trade happens at the beginning of the league year. Mm -hmm. The deadline for the fifth year option is in May, is it not? May 2nd. So the Bears don't have to make that decision prior to the trade. But Atlanta Atlanta could say, look, because they now have that decision to make. Am I right or am I wrong? Yes, but the Steelers no, but decided I'm on saying, making Fitzpatrick. But I'm no, no, right. I know. I know. So I, so, I, I, what, my understanding is once he's on a different team, they have until May second to exercise. Out. But so, if the Bears exercise the option, then that op- then it. that option goes with them. You can't rescind it, right? Yeah. Yes, but when, you could do a new contract, could you not? If you're if you're a firm believer in Justin, you Fields, haven't so done the fifth year option. So even if Atlanta trades for him and he had the fifth year option already exercised by the Chicago bears. They couldn't say, we're going to add, we're going to do a three year extension and be able to manipulate those numbers. I, I, once you do the fifth year option year four is guaranteed year five is guaranteed. Right. I know that. I don't know that you can do that. I'm not saying that you can't. I'm Uh, just going to say, I don't know that you can. I was literally just asking. You couldn't, but I can't say for sure. Literally just asking for clarification. This yeah. fine. Go ahead, Dave. So, I'm sorry to, sorry to Oh, no, no, no biggie. So that's an issue right there that the, you have the whole fifth-year option. Thing. So if you don't exercise that, which I think would be foolish for a new team because you don't know how he fits, you're talking about a one-year rental. I don't like giving up the draft capital. Even, even if it's, you know, a, a round three pick would still make me not really like, hey, Steelers got two fourth rounders. If they'll do it for a fourth rounder, then I would consider it for one season. For someone who I have to say is no guarantee would be an upgrade over Kenny Pickett because he turns the ball over. Now, he didn't do it as much last year as he did the year before. And someone said in the live chat, I'm not sure who, that it would say, is, does Mike Tomlin want to sign up for the turnover? My biggest thing of why I don't want it is – Look at the track record of Ohio State quarterbacks. The greatest NFL Ohio State quarterbacks is either they one year uh, CJ Stroud. Stroud or Mike Tomzak. 
Okay. Well, so I just, I, oh, the Buckeye <laughs> fans say Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow was on the was with yeah, Ohio State. <laughs> then, then, then Fields wasn't he on two different teams? Uh, did he transfer? Either to Fields State? or Stroud, one of the two went to two colleges. Okay. I, don't I can't remember which one it was. Uh, yeah, Doesn't we'll matter. Check that. so that's that's like saying Joe like. Flacco was the great pit quarterback. In yeah. The, in <laughs> yeah come on. So, so, but that's just me with the, with the whole in my mind and the numbers with that. But to me, I'm not convinced that he is that much better than what the Steelers have because I'm still, I'm probably going to talk more about it eventually here, breaking down more numbers on StatGeek. Of, I mean, I think Georgia, thank you, Brad. I thought that was something like that. That I think people thought that Kenny Pickett was so bad and Mason Rudolph was so good because of the palate cleansing of Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky came in with such a terrible quarterback play. It's almost like Steelers fans thought that it was that bad under Kenny Pickett, which it wasn't. And they almost thought that it was that it had to be that much greater than Pickett because it was so much better than Trubisky. I, I, I still don't understand. I'm, it's not like I'm a Kenny Pickett fan. I don't care who the quarterback is as long as they do a great job. The reason, the one reason I like Kenny Pickett is you're paying him no matter what. So if you don't have to pay anybody else anything more, that's great. But yeah, the Steelers, this is one of the things on the list. Figure out what the crap they're doing at quarterback, which is one thing, one of the things Jeff wrote about. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying with Justin Fields, I'm not guaranteed that that's there because the one thing that I don't know that you have from Fields that you do have from Kenny Pickett, yes, Kenny Pickett threw six touchdowns in 12 games this year. That's terrible. That's awful. But you know what Kenny Pickett did? He also won close games. True. And he also had a higher completion percentage and the most passing yards in his one time without Matt Canada when those two other fill-in coordinators were trying to figure out what they were doing on, a show, on, on in, after one week. I, Jeff was right when it happened. We need to know what we have in Kenny Pickett without Matt Canada this year rather than have to wait for next year. Unfortunately, Kenny Pickett got hurt, so we have to wait till next year to really know. It's just it's just the hand that they're dealt right now. Right. Go ahead, Brian. You've been wanting to talk. Go ahead. Why did I start this whole thing? And the reason I started this whole thing about the bet, why he's not going to be, Jeff, I agree with you. I was not on that mink is never coming and i keep on telling everybody if i've preached the last four or five years it's like this is not your same old steelers don't say the steelers never do it because they're going to but the reason i'm saying that about justin fields is because what's driving me crazy and i said 412 724 the national media just says oh well hey mike tomlin loved justin fields in that draft yeah you know who else he loved in that draft other guys that went really high in that draft. He probably loves a lot of people. Now, the most ridiculous thing I'm hearing in the world is Arthur Smith is now on the team. And, well, I, we heard the Tannehill stuff. That's not the ridiculous stuff. Steelers are probably going to trade for Desmond Ritter. He's probably, he's linked to Pittsburgh now. No, you're linking him to Pittsburgh because he played with Arthur Smith. He was horrible. He cost arthur smith is job you know so why are they going to reunite because they're familiar guess what when i was in high school i had pictures of east german figure skater katarina vitt on my locker because she won the olympic gold and she was hot the year before and she shared my same birthday so i thought it was awesome guess what i was linked to her doesn't mean she was going to go out with me 
Well, because she wasn't in Pennsylvania and she never met me. So, but all I'm saying here is all this familiarity, everybody has familiarity. If you played with somebody in high school, oh, they're going to team up in the pros. Just like last year, Pittsburgh was not in the market for a wide receiver, but everybody had Jordan Addison coming in over bigger needs because of the familiarity with Kenny Pickett. Familiarity isn't everything in this game. There's Everybody has links. It's six degrees of Tom Brady, six degrees of Kenny Pickett. Everybody has those degrees. I'm done. I think what it comes down to is Dave said it. I wrote about it at steelcurtainnetwork.com, which is this is just the area that the Steelers need to figure out. Whether it's Mason Rudolph coming back, you know, you know Kenny Pickett's going to be there. You know, maybe they, hell, if they were to say like Mason Rudolph signs a contract and he's back and they bring in a Jacoby Brissett or a Joshua Dobbs and Kenny Pickett's there and then they draft a, a mid to late round guy for four quarterbacks. Okay, let's roll with it. Let's see what we have. And Kenny Pickett will get another shot to compete. We know that. I, I think that's what it comes down to. And all these people are just saying, well, the Steelers have a team need a quarterback. So I, the most recent one saw it on ESPN.com today, Mac Jones. They're not crazy about him in new England. What about him in Pittsburgh? Like that's just where they're going. All these national media pundits are just saying they have a need. Here's a quarterback. Let's make some content because we know the Steelers fans are going to consume it. So let's not, we don't want to go too far down that road. I'm going to say one more thing before we take a break about what the Steelers need to do. And their to do off, off list in this off season. They have to figure out what they're doing with Cam Hayward's contract. Yeah. That's a, to me, that is the giant elephant in the room that most most fans and probably the organization is like, the dude just won Walter Payton Man of the Year. He's been a cornerstone of this team since he was drafted in the first round out of Ohio State. I want nothing more than him to stay and maybe win a championship before he rides off into the sunset. But my gosh, we can't pay him that much. You can't pay him that much. You got to figure something out. So that's on my to-do list. Uh, do any of you have anything to say about that before we take a break? No, I love that. I love that you brought it up. It was interesting that he said, I don't want to play for any other coach in his yeah. acceptance speech. Best acceptance speech ever in a long time that I've, especially in sports. One of the greatest. Uh, I just I love that whole yet. thing. I need to hurt. Need oh to my see. gosh. It's fantastic with, uh, especially with Prince freaking Harry. I mean, like he was, he was taken back by the fact that the, the Prince was up there. Um, you know, he was so awesome. And you know, I don't think there's, when you said that, I don't think there's another Steeler right now that I'd rather see win a ring with Pittsburgh than Cam Hayward. He's number one on that list right now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they got to figure it out because this is a new NFL, this new world. You cannot, uh, you cannot compete with contracts that high without sacrificing other things. Absolutely. Dave, any final thoughts on that? Yeah, but honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if if what happens with Cam's contract is done later. I mean, it would be nice if they did it sooner because it's a big number, but you could also do it later um, because I think they could do it otherwise. I think what you'll see first, uh, who who's going to get the restructure this year? Alex Highsmith, because if you mm -hmm. if you look at the how how it's happened two years ago, it was T.J. Watt because he had the three years left. Okay. Um, last year it was Minka Fitzpatrick because his contract went out the furthest. It had the three years left. This year now it's Highsmith from where they did that. So um, that's that's the one that I think they'll restructure because they have the most years to spread it out over. Um, 
and that one right there, I think. Uh, let me see how much how much would it save? Uh, I'm thinking it was like seven. Could they could they save? It might even be more than seven. Hold on, I, I can tell you real quick. Yeah, it would no, about about seven point two is how much they could save restructuring um, Highsmith, and that one just makes the most sense because you can spread it out. So I think that's one that you'll see even before Cam. But I Cam's tricky, especially winning that award now. Like you don't want to part ways with him, but I I think you got to try to figure out a, a number in the future to get him under contract for a couple more years, even if you don't have to feel like you have to pay him over that time, just to spread out this year's a little bit more. All right, well said. All right, we're going to take a quick break for those that are listening on the audio side only. Everyone else, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, you name it, we're not going anywhere. We'll be right back after this break. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Steeler fans, welcome back to the second half. Thank you for putting up with all of our nonsense in the first <laughs> half. There's more to come. I hope you are ready for this. Hey, Brian, I wanted to give you the floor for a second, and that's a dangerous thing because you, you've been known to go on tangents. We'll put it that way. Um, I have no clue what put, this is. This is awesome. This is awesome. You put this out on Twitter, uh, and I wanted to give you an opportunity, a platform. You kind of mentioned this on your Bad Language podcast earlier in the week, but I was like, Brian needs a better platform. 
Not that you're bad language. You want a public platform <laughs> of the comment section is what I'm talking about. And uh, you said that after Cam Hayward won the Walter Payton Man of the Year, that it was the most proud moment of, for you as a fan in 45 years of fandom. And someone that we both know kind of was like, are you serious? Yeah. And you were like, well, of course. And he said, well, then how can you comment on the games? And I don't think he responded to that. But I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of explain yourself because I even read that I was like, wow, that's a pretty glaring declaration. Like, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I want to give you the opportunity to explain yourself then nonetheless. Okay. This is really easy for me guys. And when I just figured I was busy at the time of that thread, and this is somebody that I, I respect this, this, uh, this fellow that put it out there. Um, Do you know? No. Um, <laughs> I missed all this. Where was that? that, that kind it was on, of, kind it was on of. Twitter. It was all on Twitter. Well, you of, I mean, list, so I don't but, see it. <laughs> but this, this is easy for me because, yeah, I could be proud of the Steelers winning Super Bowls. I could be proud of TJ Watt breaking the sack record. I could be proud of all of that. But when you have somebody that last year did not win the award again for the fifth consecutive year, and then in the sixth year finally wins it and puts on the speeches of all speeches, but is so gracious and you watch the vignette beforehand and see everything that he has done. And you realize it's a lot bigger than anything. You realize that, you know, athletic accomplishment, we expect them to all have athletic accomplishments. I'm not proud of an athlete for doing their job. I'm not proud of being a Steeler fan when they win because, you know, they are, that is their job. That's what they're doing. They're expected to go out there and put things together. I'm proud of my team when they overcome things. That's great. But this is a different kind of proud. And the reason it's a different kind of proud is this is somebody that was inspired by his late father, which a lot of us are inspired by, by so many people in this world. But he went out made it a family affair he talked about how his mom picks up the slack for him when he's doing stuff but he makes sure all of this these things happen when you're touching lives and trying to make the community around you the world around you a little bit better that's different to me than a hundred yard interception in the super bowl that's different than than a guy balling out on the field when that's what they're doing they are not it's not in their contract to go out and buy suits for for uh, young Pittsburgh men that uh, need suits for a job interview or a prom or what have you. It's not in the job description to have Cam's kindness week. It, it's just not. So this was the proudest I ever was of my franchise, and I'm going to hold to it. I'm not going to go back on it. Yeah, I could comment on the games, and I'm proud when they win, but I expect them at the beginning of the season to put together – a winning combination. That's what we're talking about now. Everything that this organization, not just 53 men on the field, not 18 coaches or however you have, not a strength and conditioning coach, um, not the front office. They all are putting this together for that reason to win. And that's doing their job. This goes above and beyond. And yeah, so I was very proud of it. And I, uh, it was me being proud of humanity more than anything. Yeah, Cam's like the Abraham Lincoln of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Six times the charm. Wasn't that how many times Abraham Lincoln ran for president before he finally Really? Oh, he, know that. That's 
It wasn't may not have been six, but he ran a bunch of times before he actually was elected. But wouldn't this mean that you should have been proud the whole time? Like we've known Cam's doing this forever. He's just getting the national recognition now. Yeah, you know what? That's very true, but it's wow, I'm on the grill here. Uh, no, 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 Oklahoma no, 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 you know what? I, I was proud of him all the time, and I'm proud of everybody when I see rookies at children's hospital. I'm yeah. proud, but I was more invested in that than TJ Watt. I, I, I knew TJ Watt wasn't winning right. defensive player of the year, and I would have loved to have seen Joey Porter Jr. But I'm more proud of how this happened, and it was it was a culmination. You know what I'm not proud of, and what still sticks in my craw to this day is that Alejandro Villanueva never won the uh, Salute to Service Award. You know, I mean, that, and everything that he's done. I laugh because it's hysterical. The dude served two tours yeah. in Afghanistan and they don't give him the salute. To and Dan him. Quinn won it the year he should have won it because the Falcons were in the Super Bowl. I remember it, that now. It, it, it's really, I mean, those are the kind of things. So yeah, I'm super proud of, of Cam Hayward. I, I think it's, it's amazing, but when somebody just like this, you know, we had, uh, you know who I'm proud of? And he's a Baltimore Raven. And God, boo me all you want. But Andrew, Mark Andrews helped save a woman's life who was having a diabetic attack on a plane a couple weeks ago. I'm super proud of that because that's a humanitarian thing. There's yeah. some people that just sit back and do nothing. Yeah. Then there's the people that help. Um, I'm going to talk about Cable's a guy that's just done a ton of stuff, too. What's you that? Know, he, Calais Campbell's another guy yeah, that's just yeah. done so much. And it's just so good to see these guys doing these things. And all I have to say about the Water Paid Man of the Year is I'm glad the way that they choose it with the panel that chooses it and that it's not up to the crappy AP voters. Yeah. And you know what? I don't feel like I'm being grilled. I was just, I was just, yeah, I, was I say, wanted to get I'm that Oklahoma joke going in there. <laughs> <laughs> if they're listening, Yep, help there you us, go. Help you. Help us help you. Like that's how put another shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> All right. Hey, I have a quick trivia question. I looked it up real quick before oh. Dave mentioned Ohio State quarterbacks. So mm -hmm. my brain immediately goes, and there's always a narrative. Oh, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, they love their Ohio State guys. So I was looking it up. The last player, who was the last player drafted by the Steelers from Ohio State? It's actually been a while. Jared Holloman or something like that? No, he was from Louisville. Holloman was the seventh sure? rounder. Well, there was someone else in that same draft. Duran Grant, I would say. Duran Grant, Dorian, yeah. Duran Grant in 2015. Yeah. That was the same draft, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. Holloman was one of those two was from Ohio yeah. State and one of yeah. them wasn't. Holloman was yeah. a seventh rounder and Duran Grant was a fourth. But I was like, wow, that is a narrative that, oh, they love their Buckeyes. Haven't drafted one since 2015. Yeah. Think about that. Okay, Brian, what's your trivia? All right. So let's talk, let's go ahead and talk about offensive player of the year since we're talking about awards that happened last week. When was the last time that a Pittsburgh Steeler won the AP man of the year? Uh, the, excuse, not man of the year, excuse me, the AP offensive player of the year. Offensive player of the year. 
AP Offensive Player of the Year? Franco Harris. Dave? Um, I have to recuse myself from this question. Because you know the answer. Was this on StatGeek and I missed it? No. All right. Um, You're the closest, but it's never. I was going to say, I I didn't Mm. think it ever happened. It has never happened. And you would have thought even in the 70s it could have happened, but no, the Steelers have never had that. Uh, Now, when the Steelers were putting out offense like crazy, especially 78 and 79, Earl Campbell had like a grasp on that award. He won three straight years. He won like three in a row or something? 78, 78, 79, and and 1980. Yeah. All right. Now, one more question. We were just Mm -hmm. talking about the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award or what it was called before that. So my question to you is, when was the last time the Steelers had a Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner? I know that one too. Go ahead, Dave. I know that there was... No, it's because I have a ball in front of me based on what my trivia is. <laughs> That's why I had to recruit myself. Well, Lynn Swan wanted it one, didn't he? No? I don't know. I could have thought I saw like four. Can, can I say it? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. It was, it was Jerome Bettis. 2000? Jerome Bettis was the most recent, but there were other people that wanted yeah. to do Didn't Joe Green he, win he it? He was the most recent. Wasn't that the question? Yeah, no, I know. I know. Yeah. Joe Green Maybe won I'm, it. Yeah, Joe Green won it. Lynn Swan um, won it. Franco won the first one. Franco and Franco won it. And I think that's it. Yeah. I wrote the article for that too, so that's why I do those. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be Antonio Brown, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's <laughs> something that, that Brian, you you said about the offensive player of the year and how Earl Campbell won it three times. Who's the only other player to win it in a row? Who's the only other player to win it three times in a row? Oh Tom, goodness, Tom Brady. No, Aaron Rodgers. No, uh, I would probably say was it Jerry Rice? Mm-mm. Was it Barry Ryan Sanders? Back? It was a running back three times in a row. So I think they're the only times that oh, anyone's even won it oh, back to back. Oh, um, did he do it with two teams or was it? It was no, Marshall one Falk. One team. It was Marshall Falk. 99, 2000, and 2001. Is he a guy we forget about a lot for some Even though he's well, a Steelers home fans home. do because, well, although we should thank him. Wasn't he the reason that they traded Bettis? No. Lawrence Phillips oh, was the it. reason they. Oh, got that's right. That's right. But they 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 ended up all right after after all. I think Steelers yeah. did better, but still. Yeah. Yeah. So who was it? I, did I miss that? Yeah, Marshall Falk. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, Dave. What's your trivia? My trivia is a is a follow up to last week's trivia, and last week I, <coughs> excuse me, last week I asked about the about the AP Defensive Rookie of the Year because Joey Porter Jr. Uh, was was one of the finalists for that. So I figure why not go Offensive Rookie of the Year and Steelers history. And now I'm not counting the past two years. I'll try not to go on on a rant like I did on StatGeek this morning because the last two years, they changed how they vote. You don't just vote for one person anymore. It used to be you voted for one person, you had that person, 
that was your vote. Now you're voting one, two, three, and they do points and all this other stuff. Because technically the Steelers had a player last year get get points. Was it last year? Maybe you forget. Yeah. It was last year. Yeah, last year. Was that Kenny? It got points. It was Kenny Pickett got points, but he didn't get any first place votes. So to me, I was only looking going back beyond that at first place votes, which should be what it comes down to, in my opinion. And that is why DeMar Hamlin should have been the comeback player of the year, because the idiot voters didn't realize the criteria of the award, that it's not about performance. It's only about how big of a comeback you made. And the reason I think that's a huge shame, I'm just going to say, that award should have been renamed for DeMar Hamlin, and they didn't even give it to him. Because they've never had somebody die on the field and then come back and play the next year. You can't come back any further than that. And they didn't even give him the award. Instead, they gave the award to somebody who came back from sucking last year. That's what they did. Okay. If you want to hear more on that, listen to that deal. So, the Pittsburgh Steelers, how many, how many AP, of course, this goes back to 1968, offensive rookie of the years have they had in their history? And who eight. No. So is Brian frozen or is he waiting to okay? No, Brian. I'm 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 waiting for Jeff to finish. Yeah. Seven. I'm gonna say I can only think My of three votes who've actually won the award. Uh, okay. I, um, I'm thinking of three major ones to me, and one is a tough one. Two should be no brainers. So then maybe I'm off. I don't know. Yeah. It's three. Well, who would you think it would be, Jeff? Well, Ben got one. Ben didn't. Uh, it wasn't was Swan. No, Swan or Stallworth didn't win one. Um, Franco. And Vizio? Franco. Franco did. So, yes. So the third. It's an anniversary year for this one. Why don't you just tell me what it is? He, he's not going to know it. It's, it's Louis huge. Lips, forty okay. years ago, nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, and this is where Jeff oh. tells us I was two. Yeah, <laughs> 80, 84, 84, I was one. So okay, one to clarify. Yeah, yeah, number eighty-three and eighty-four. Yep. So those were the three that did it. There are actually, let me count it up: one, two, three, four, five, six other players, not counting. You know, Kenny Pickett, who because he didn't get any first place votes. There are actually six other Steelers since 1968 that received first place votes for rookie of the year. Any idea who those six are? Offensive rookie of the year. Three besides is it three more besides these guys? Six more. Six more. Well, I'm gonna say Tim Worley's one of them. Tim Worley is not one. Wow. Um, then I will go ahead and, uh, this is a stretch. Um, yeah, Tim Tim Worley was, Tim Worley was not because Barry Sanders ran away with it so bad. Oh yeah. And then, then you had Aikman in that class and you you had a lot in that class. It was Barry Sanders and Audrey Risen were the only two that got votes in that, in that class. Then I would probably say uh, Najee probably got one. Najee did not. Okay. Hmm. Unless I missed that one, I still don't think. Uh, I don't think sure. so. Uh, no, he did not. Well, what about Marquise Pouncey? Marquise Pouncey got two votes in 2010. He got two out of the 50. 
Hmm. Well, could we go ahead and uh, I doubt Walter Abercrombie got one, but nope. um, trying to think who. John Funker is correct. Cordell, Cordell, yeah. Cordell Stewart had two out of 88 votes. That was they, they had different number of votes um going back. Like like in like like Ben got 48 out of 48 votes. It wasn't even yeah. Did Juju Jum ever did Juju get a vote by chance? Juju did not get a vote. He had a good rookie year. I don't know. I'm just going yeah, through the draft. Did. I'm going through the draft history now. Just looking well, what at about Dermani Dawson? Is that I mean not Dermani Dawson? Because remember, most of these guys play really players? well their rookie year. Okay. Well, then Swan and Stallworth are they are they vote? No, better? they weren't. They nope. They weren't either one of them considered. Let me go with Frank Lewis. Nope. Ron now let's Shankman? start to narrow it down. There was three in the 2000s. Two of them were back to back, but three in the in, in the in the 2000 2010. Because Pouncey was actually the most recent. Okay, there are two more in the 2000s. Santonio Holmes, not Santonio no. Holmes, getting a little well, bit closer. Here. So we have the 2000. So did you say any more, in the 90s? Two more in 2000. No, we don't have the two. There's two more in the 2000s. Two more in the 2000s. Two in the 90s, where you got one of them, Cordell Stewart. Why did, One the in Steelers, the 70s. why did the Steelers have to forfeit? No, 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 no. Troy Edwards. Nope. Why did the Steelers have to forfeit a third round pick in 2001? Anyone remember? <laughs> I'm looking at it and it says 2001 third round forfeited. And I'm trying to think what happened. No, I, I know when they had to forfeit a third round in like 1979. Okay. That was the John Clayton. John, John Funker's at it again. Heath? Heath Miller got a vote. Heath got... Okay. Your other vote, it was because it was because that was back-to-back -back years. Roethlisberger and Miller got, got votes. And then the Hines? other two were back-to-back -back years in the 2000s. Um, so I'll give it a year. It was, it was 2009. Mike Wallace. One vote to Mike Wallace. Huh. So there you go. Pouncey, Wallace, Heath Miller, Cordell Stewart. I'll give you the years for these now. 1990. Eric Green. Eric Green had three votes out of 80. Wow. Then the one who had the most number of votes out of all of these in 1976. Benny despite, Cunningham. Despite throwing for zero touchdowns. Mike Krusek. He, he got seven Rookie of the Year votes. Well, he in had his, a six-game winning six, streak. In his six-game winning streak where he threw no touchdowns. <laughs> where he he just managed the game. Yep. So, Wow. There you go. Oh, and of course, oh, you see you're wondering, Terry Bradshaw was considered to be a finalist but didn't get any first-place votes. They listed seven names, but only three people got votes. Um, and, of course, there was also one other player who was, who was widely known – with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but actually won Rookie of the Year for a different team. Oh, that's Pettis. Offensive. And that was Jerome Pettis in 1993. That, that might be one of my favorite trivia questions that you've had. I love oh. that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I have the answer to my own question. Okay. 
Bob Labriola says during the 1998 season, as part of a verbal agreement, Dan Rooney had with Will Wolford, the Steelers paid a bonus to Wolford that was ruled to be a salary cap infraction. The punishment was the forfeiture of a 2001 third round pick. The NFL informed Dan Rooney that if he paid Wolford the bonus, the Steelers would be punished with the loss of a draft pick. But Rooney told the NFL he had given the player his word and that his word was more important to him than a draft pick. End quote. We actually talked about that on on the show as a trivia question a couple years ago. <laughs> like, we just didn't remember it. <laughs> you know, you know what screwed me up is because that deal they made with Wolford was in '96, and then when the infraction happened, it was like '98 or '99, and they waited until 2001. It was it, it was weird. So that that kind of screwed me up. I still wouldn't have got it. Who am I kidding? All right, good show. Final thoughts, Brian. Go for it. All right, I want to talk about this this week. Uh, we have had a lot of fun. If I bring the mood down, I'm going to apologize. But uh, gosh, just heartbreaking news out of Kansas City on Valentine's Day. And that what happened at the parade. Um, rest in peace goes to uh, Lisa Lopez, who uh, passed away, a 43-year-old uh, podcaster and broadcaster out of there, um, a mother and we still don't have all the answers. But the reason I'm bringing all this up is they're talking about what's going to happen with celebrations. And I, in my lifetime, we've, I've celebrated in my lifetime, the Steelers have won six. The uh, Pirates have won one in my lifetime. And the Penguins have won five. I have been to, only one prayed, but I went to a celebration as well. And the reason there was a celebration for the Penguins, it was in 1992 when they won the second Stanley Cup over the Chicago Blackhawks. And the problem was there was so much rain they had to put it in Three River Stadium. And that, <laughs> I watched that live and we were on the third base side. And it was bouncing and rocking, and you just—I mean, it—it it was amazing. It was an amazing thing, and I'm almost wondering if that's something that we're going to go to now because of something that happened with this. Even though we don't know all the answers, but when you have a parade and you have a celebration, and it doesn't matter who is celebrating, they're all human beings. You have Kansas City. I feel for the Chiefs players. I feel for the fans. I feel for the loved ones. I feel for everybody. Not because it ruined a celebration, but because there's a lot of guilt and hurt and sorrow over something that everybody was together just to celebrate something fun. And it turned into tragedy. And I look back at the fact that I went in 2006 to the Steelers parade and I went in 1992 and I remember being there and just having the time of my life. And now I think it could have ended in a heartbeat from senseless violence. And when I think about it, one of the purest celebrations in the world is something like this, watching the athletes after, uh, after they went through a full season with their families, they're up there, they're celebrating, they're singing, and everybody's there to celebrate them and something like that happens, it absolutely breaks my heart. So I'm bringing this up not to bring everybody down. I'm just like, let's remember what a pure celebration is 
And whether we hate the Kansas City Chiefs, whether we think that Travis Kelsey is obnoxious, whether we're sick of Taylor Swift, whether anything, congratulations to the, the Kansas City Chiefs. And congratulations to the players and Andy Reid who reacted and helped people in that parade instead of running for cover because there were players and Andy Reid were ones that were trying to help people when that when that whole ordeal was happening. So that is the true triumph of the human spirit in the face of terrible, terrible adversity. Well, is that Dave, final thoughts? Yeah, I don't know if you guys realize this, but we did get some breaking news during this podcast. I did not hear that. It's Pittsburgh news, not Steelers news. Since you brought up the Penguins, Jake Gensel, IR, out four weeks, trade deadlines in three weeks. Kind of seems a little bit convenient to not have to worry about the controversy there. Um, bad. Th- thanks for bringing that up. I mentioned it um, briefly on StatGeek because at the time, you know, still didn't know everything was going down. So it's just, People should be able to celebrate, you know. And that's why I sometimes I get I get frustrated going to, to stadiums where people who don't know how to, uh, let's just say this, be responsible enough to know their limits that ruin the experience for others around them, and and even things of that nature. But even that's a bummer. You shouldn't have to go and worry about celebrating uh, with with. Uh, you know, in, in fear for your life. So yes, definitely, uh, you know, with, with everyone that, that went through that ordeal, um, the, that, uh, really don't know what else to, to say about it, but hey, Steelers nation here, we had a nice, good, fun discussion. We're going to have a lot more of this because there's just so much, so many differing opinions on what the Steelers could do, should do, will do. Um, and it's, it, it's a lot of talk, but what I'm looking forward to the most is seeing what the Steelers actually do rather than just have to talk about what we think they might do. And one of those big steps is less than a month away when we hit free agency. So I'm ready. Let's bring it on. Absolutely. Good show, gentlemen. As always, we will be back next Thursday, probably about the same bat time, same bat channel. So make sure you uh, tune in for that. In the meantime, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. See you next week on another Steelers preview. Everybody else gets a little tight. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.